Hey there, everybody. How are you going? I hope you had a lovely and safe Easter. If you have FND and you just had Easter as well, I hope that you're all recovering. You had lovely hot cross buns if you're in Australia as well, and also lots of Easter eggs too. So recover, rest, and I hope you had a wonderful time. Now, in the meantime, this is the Deb and Daddy show that you're listening to, and Yes, usually we just go straight into it, but let me just explain what's actually happened. Firstly, we are absolutely proud to be the FND Australian podcast series, number one. (laughs) Number two, this is the special Deb and Daddy episode where we have the first panel with four FNDers talking about FND all together. However, Technology does make things easier, but sometimes it does flare up. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it did. Technology, what happened was it did flare up. And when it did flare up, it flared up big time to the point where I lost half the interview with our very first panel. However, however, hold your horses, I did manage to salvage the other half of our very first panel, which I will play for us in a moment. Let me just though introduce our people that are talking. Firstly, we have the lovely Deb, who we love and cherish so very much. Very knowledgeable. She's had FND for quite a while. and She's been in the medical field for quite a while. So... There's Deb. Then you've got Chucky too, who is from Friends of FND. Chucky is an FND warrior. He is an advocate as well. Um, very passionate about this too. He is very knowledgeable too. So we've got Chucky. And then we have Fleur, who will be featuring in our My FND Reality, hopefully in May. So you'll learn about her more. What I love about her though is her attitude towards tackling everything that's come her way she really is amazing fleur is also got fleur has also got fnd amongst many other myriad of things um, with fnd as we all do it's not just fnd sometimes it's like a lot of other things with fnd but um she what's really interesting is and she's not the only one um that probably has this as well but it runs in her family so it's not just her but her son as well as maybe her daughter and also her relatives so genetically speaking um fnd may run in the families Uh, and i believe there is some research into um fnd and genetics too so without further ado that is our panel and we'll just jump right into it so let's jump in good morning and welcome to deb and daddy show we've we've had to do some advocacy ourselves we actually had to we didn't have to actually call through, but in Queensland there is a um, remind me of name. What's it called? Um, yeah, because they we've heard written when we had the PhD. Um, 
Ryan's bro. Ryan's bro. Ryan's bro. Ryan's 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 and Queensland, there is Brian's bro. Um, and we actually had to, we actually had to threaten to invoke Brian's bro. When I started having swallowing issues, um, it took three months to get them to to do a peg. And like I went through hell in the meantime. Um, mm. But but I was in and out of. I just spent most of three months in hospital trying to get things sorted. It still took that. We still had to threaten them with Brian's bro to get them to actually do it. And it's, it's amazing. It does actually work. If, you, if you're threat to invoke the Ryan's rule, man, they move. Well, just for people that don't understand what a peg is, peg feeding, did you have it through the, um, the nurses? No, or through your... Okay, no. Um, first, they tried to put a nasal gastric tube in and triggered seizures, which is, yep. you know, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, and that was horrendous because I've got esophageal, I've got um, esophageal dysphagia, which is spasms in the esophagus. So oh, wow. try, and, try and try and force the nasogastric tube through that. You're good on you. Um, and so eventually I ended up with a with a peg, sometimes known as a Mickey button. Um, yep. And so it's it's a tube that um, they they make a hole. Um, through from the outside into directly into your stomach and put a tube in and then blow a balloon up and so it stays in. Um, and so it, it, you can you plug a tube in and feed directly into the into the peg. Most of the time now I can handle most some food, um, but all my medication can't swallow tablets or anything like that. So all my medication gets crushed and put straight through yeah. my peg. And it, and yep, sorry, Chucky, go. I think one of the really interesting kind of things that I'd like to try and uh, breach on and understand for for you, Fleur, is that you said that you have been diagnosed and that you've also said that your children are being diagnosed and your, your children are in yeah. their mid-20s uh, at this point. Now, one of the things that w- I would like to know, like uh, that I'm interested in, is like you mentioned some of the the things that uh, were presenting in your original F and D, but what were the uh, things that were presenting in your children's F and D? Were they the same symptoms, or were they different symptoms, or how was it kind of like? Some of the same, slightly different. Yeah, they haven't um, at this point. They haven't started with any movement issues. So mine started with a hemiplegic migraine. All three of us have all suffered migraines since quite young. Um, so my that also can be hereditary. Um, and so Christine's had um, sensory loss. She's got quite a bad tremor in one hand. Um, and she, yes, but she hasn't had the movement issues. I've got gastroparesis where the stomach paralyzes. Christine also has the gastroparesis. Um, but neither of them have got the movement issues. They've got the sensory loss, the fatigue. They've got... Um, Christine's like, the only movement thing with her is got a tremor in one hand. Um, but yeah, Dion's just, like, he's only, he's just sort of starting. He's got balance issues now, um, but he doesn't, and some sensory loss and the fatigue. But he hasn't, he can still, he's still walking fine. Um, so Christine, I'm fully in a wheelchair now. So you, they, they have been diagnosed for how long, your kids? Uh, Christine has been diagnosed since not last year, the year before. Um, August, about around August, September, not last year, the year before. So, 19, 2019. And is this 
the uh, same doctor that diagnosed you as well? Different neurologist. Different neurologist. Okay. She was um she she um had the sensory loss, but she also um she she got the gastroparesis and couldn't hold anything down, so she was admitted into hospital for that. She spent three weeks in hospital. Um, and they when they did all the um that's when they did all the MRIs and and tests and things like that. And because I had it, it was more likely if the if the MRI was clear that that's what it was. Um, and so we went. She went to a neurologist in the hospital who did the testing and then made the diagnosis of FND with her. Yes. Um, Dion, we're still just under the GP, but we've had the MRIs and things done. We're still waiting for neurology to pick it up to officially diagnose it, but it's looking most likely that that's what it is. Yes, Debbie. <clears throat> uh, I'll try and remember what I was going to ask now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not um, the only one. <laughs> no, uh, uh, are they receiving treatment, Tian? Are they under? Are they having treatment specifically to help 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 with their 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 symptoms okay um christine is on medication for the gastroparesis um she um did have some physiotherapy um but because she hasn't got the movement loss they're saying that there's nothing really that they can do for sensory loss um like loss of feeling there's nothing really that can be done to that um and because she doesn't really have movement issues there wasn't really a lot that physio could do she was having some balance issues and they get they did some exercises and gave her exercises which she continues to do which has yeah. helped with the balance side of things for her mm-hmm. so Fleur, okay. is that the same with your cousin as well overseas <laughs> as well i feel like this um, is like he's the- more like me like he's he yeah. he started with movement issues like I did. Okay. Um, but his father has Parkinson's and his has presented much more like Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So we were yeah. originally they were testing me for MS, they were testing him for Parkinson's. Yeah. See, I find it really interesting because you're the first FND person that I know that um is travel that has FND in the family that's so present, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's fairly you know, interesting. I, I commented on I commented on Catherine Gill's post about that genetic study that man, I wish we could do it here because, you know, we've got a family of it. And she she commented back that, you know, we'd be the perfect candidate for a genetic study and it's like well, mm. <laughs> we're willing. We're we're really yeah. willing, you know. Tian, Tian, you're in the Gold Coast. I'm on Bribie Island. Now, did you did you respond to the studies that they they want to do at the Mala Hospital for the students with FND? Oh, really? No, I didn't know about that. Okay, so Kate put up a post on on our on our website, the FND Australian Support website, that they right. are after people who have FND to do studies on. Now, you'd be required to go into the hospital. I think they said it was three or four times a, a, um, a year. Um, so the students yep. that are coming through can be taught how to help people uh, with FND. I think maybe you'd be a good, 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 good candidate for that as well. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I, I, I would do it, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not able to drive. My carers can't take me there. Me neither. I do, I'm in, back in my wheelchair, unfortunately. Um, 
yeah. So, um, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, now I have to put the <laughs> now I have to t- I have to do um touch the explicit button now on this uh, episode. I've got a question for all of you though. What is the most valuable um, advice to, gi- to give for people with FND listening right now? For each and every one of you. Oh boy. Can I go first? Go for it. Please. <laughs> okay. I think the most important and the first step is if you're diagnosed or you're in the process of being diagnosed, most importantly is that you accept the diagnosis. If you don't accept the diagnosis, you're not going to progress. Um, and understanding what FND is and um, how your body reacts to FND, um, what triggers your body, learn to know your triggers, learn to know how far you can push yourself um, and to take it easy, take one day at, at, at a time but never, never, ever give up. Um, keep going until yeah. you find the right mix of a team that can give you the care that yeah. you are entitled to. Absolutely. It may not happen overnight, mm-hmm. but take your time because you're, 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 you, you can't help yourself if you're bedridden, if you're still trying to do everything. And um, this is where Chucky talks about the noise. What, what, block out the noise that, 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 that get so involved with FND, mm-hmm. concentrate on one thing and just, yeah, understanding, looking after yourself and ad- 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 advocacy for, for yourself, yeah. Do you have anything to add, Chucky? Yeah, I think that, that pretty much sums it up very well. It's like one of those types of things that, uh, you know, throughout the journey of, of being diagnosed with FND and trying to move forward with understanding what it is in, in your life, it is very important to reduce the noise, as I have talked about before. But I think mm-hmm. it, it is very important that you um, sometimes, like, I, I kind of agree with the accepting it, but sometimes I feel like you kind of have to push push the boundary and go, maybe I don't have this. You know, maybe I have something else as well as this. Because I think if you just go, hey, look, I have FND, that might limit you from being able to find out that there are other issues with you. So you could have potentially, you know, A, B and C wrong with you potentially as well. But if you just go, okay, well, that's FND and that's all I've got, you know, uh, that's a hard one. So always push the boundaries and, and advocate for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Can I can we just elaborate on that? I agree to totally with Chucky. I not only live with F- F- FND, I have fibromyalgia. I have a condition which is called Durkheim's disease. My body is riddled with tumours. They are inoperable. They are extremely painful. Um, I have laryngeal tian. <coughs> same thing. With, it affects my voice voice box, the muscles. I have an under underactive bladder. Um, so a bladder that doesn't function properly. So I'm under urology for that. I have a heart. So these are the things that I have gone through individual specialists to say, hey, no, I know this isn't FND. This is something else. 
and I pursued, and that's where I was talking about my <laughs> advocacy, ad, ad, advocacy for myself. I want this investigated because you know your own body and you know yeah. what you do. When you're living with a chronic illness, you know when something, it's like um, if you drive, I don't drive a car anymore, but you, you know your car. You know when something's not quite right. You know yeah. it's it's a gut instinct, and and I, I and, and 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 listen to your gut instinct. Do you have anything to say, Fleur? No. Um, actually, Fleur, I call. If you guys don't know why I'm calling Fleur the cowgirl, because everything she does, <laughs> she just goes gung ho. I mean, she top. Do you want to tell them about the Christmas ham? <laughs> um. I first discovered I was losing feeling in my hands. I was carving some meat off a, off a Christmas ham. It was Boxing Day. And um, I cut the side off my finger and had no idea that I'd done it. No, before you asked, the ham was fine. I did not bleed on the ham. Um, but my husband's auntie was standing next to me. Luckily, or I might have, um, she actually saw it happen. She saw me do it. And she grabbed the knife off me and sort of asked me to deal with my finger. And I'm going, my finger? What? What? I'm looking at my hands. Oh, my God. Like, half my finger was sort of hanging off. Um, my, ne- my friend was over and she's a registered nurse. So she actually dressed up for me. And the whole time I'm just sort of sitting there with my finger going, yep, are you done yet? You know? And she's going, kind of like, most people would flinch when you're cleaning a wound like that. No, nothing. And she's like, oh, my goodness, you actually can't feel that, can you? And I'm going, well, you're not yet, no. She's <laughs> and, just, like, the whole time, like, yeah. several days, the dressings were being changed. It never bothered me. I never felt a thing. And that's when we sort of went, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm actually not feeling things with my hands. Like, this is not quite normal. <laughs> but that's the thing with Fleur. Everything that she's done um, and approached with, she just goes, yeah. Whatever, let's just keep going. But, yeah, um, like, yeah, my friends still can't believe I had seizures in the hospital and, not, and that's why I'm now fully in a wheelchair. Mm. I lost the use of one leg. So my attitude was kind of like, oh, well, I've got another one, carry on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and my friends still can't, she still can't get over the fact that I just sort of, you know, I, I didn't go, oh, my God, like my leg's not working. I just said, oh, well, I've got another one. We'll be right. Carry on. <laughs> so be- before we go to Deb, um, I just wanted to ask yes. the Fleur, do you have any advice for um, people with FND? Like- um, yeah, look, all I can say is adding to Debbie's is that pacing yourself. Um, learn your limitations. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo things. Just pace yourself. Take it one day at a time yeah. um, and take care of yourself. And the other thing is, is, that when you talk about advocacy, you really have to do your own reading. You really have to do your own research. Um, I know neurologists tend to like to point you to the website. Um, I think it's Neurosymptoms. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't just go to Neurosymptoms. I did that. I looked at the Neurosymptoms and thought, what is this? Like, I can't relate. The Neurosymptoms tend to, like, for me personally, it tended to sort of have a bit of a Freudian <laughs> Um, approach to the fact and it tended to focus on um, on the psychological side of things yes. and you know mm. um, the psychosocial things and it was um, and whereas I, I couldn't really relate and I'm thinking that this makes no sense to me I can't I can't relate this so I thought I looked up FND, Functioning Neurological Disorder and a whole lot of websites popped up 
um, so FND Hope was was the next one that I that I looked at, and I started to read through that and went, okay, yeah, now this is taking a different approach. This is saying that you know there's more than one side to this, and that not everyone can relate to that, and that there's this side of things too, and it was more clear on symptoms, and it, I just found it much easier to sort of to, to follow through and read and sort of. And, and it made and it started to make more sense, and I sort of started to think, okay, yep, I can relate to this. Maybe it is a CFND. So don't just go to one site. Don't just go to one source. Talk. But the other thing that I would advise is join us. <laughs> join join support groups because yes. there's a wealth of information on there. Um, there's a lot of information on there. Some of it you won't relate to. I'm 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 terrible with the Facebook page. There's a lot of posts every day, and I just can't mm. deal with. Um, and so I I sort of skim through. But if I if I see a question that pops out that I can sort of relate to or that I have had experience with, I'll put a comment in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but by all means, like when you first are diagnosed, do go into the Facebook pages. Do join the support group. Find other people with FND and talk to them because there, there are, you know, there is a wealth of experience and there's such a spe- broad spectrum on this disorder. There's, there's such a huge range of symptoms and stuff that people can get with FND and we're not all the same. Yes. So talk to people because you will find that there are people that have got similar symptoms to you or some people have the same symptoms. So by all means, talk to people because, you know, um, we have got a wealth of knowledge between us that, you know, hopefully we can we can help. And it, it has been a fantastic support. I don't think that we could have got through this on our own without no, that don't go alone. That's what I'm That's what I'm putting in, my two cents. Don't yeah, go don't, alone. Don't try and do it alone. Don't, don't isolate, isolate yourself. Don't try and do it alone. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yes, Deb, yeah, go for freak it. Yeah, out. Okay, first, I've got to apologise. I flirt. I called you Kian before. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Okay. We kind of um, got the gist of now, it, but it's okay. It's like in the, there's another female. I didn't think you were referring to Chucky, so that's all. <laughs> Unless Chucky's decided to go, that's okay, Deb, I'm tired. He's like, if only you could see his face, he's like, I'm not impressed to Daddy. Don't do not <laughs> Yes. I love the website and the, the groups as well, but I find some, some, sometimes <laughs> they can be very um, yeah. and trying to respond, <laughs> yeah, trying to respond to them all is very tiring and I, 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 I kind of like, I'll skim through, but I don't become in tune with it. Um, nice. The other, the other, one of my other, I don't know if um, I think Chuck. I'm not sure if Chucky, you mentioned this, but um, there seems to be a lot of people being told that they've got FND. There's been a big jump. Now I'm yeah, wondering. Sure. I'm hoping that 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 the people that are saying they say these the doctors or the um that they are they doing. The test. Are they doing the what we know as the Hoover's test, the entrapment yeah. test? Because it you know, is, I never had you've that. got yes, yes, the doctors need to exclude 
that do the test to make sure that you haven't got like a brain brain tumor or the, the like for your own health. But there is a diagnosis, a trip, the test that can diagnose FND. I hope that that people aren't being put into that pigeonhole of too hard basket. Um, you know, oh, well, yeah. maybe we think it is and just go away with the website. Um, that, 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 that to me is just a concern because, like, I you know, like I, I've lived with it for, for many, many years and, and been with the group. It just seems to be there's so many new members. All like, and it's not just like there used to be like one or two, you know, a week or whatever. Now it's like there's a whole list of names that, 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 that can be listed. Um, but for, for those people out there, um, if you are listening, um, oh, can I put this? If you're not happy or you're unsure, don't settle. Keep investigating. That's all. I, all all I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I just want to add to that too. Um, you know, when I got diagnosed, uh, I didn't actually go through the Hoover test. I actually w went through the barrage of neurological tests that they could find and did before they went, okay, we exhausted everything under the sun. You've got FND. So that's how I went through. I don't know about you guys. Um, also, yeah. it would be interesting yeah. to find right. out because I am going to interview someone from the US in regards to her FND and what they're doing over there. But she did mention that because of the <coughs> influx of COVID up there, that there's going to be an influx of FND and um, the increase of FND um, diagnosis is over there because of COVID. So that would be interesting mm. too. Yeah. That's yes. that. Yeah. Yes, Fleur. Yep. That is that that's interesting because um like um don't quote me but I have heard that some people that have had COVID and have recovered like milder cases of COVID and have recovered later down the track they are now starting to show neurological symptoms so that yep. that is interesting that they reckon that COVID <coughs> is that that COVID can actually trigger neurological issues can so it's the interesting as if they do fit it. Well, if they will end up falling into that FND. Mm. So, um, did, did you listen to the episode yesterday where I was talking about the research that they've found on the um, fMRI machine, which is only used for, for research, it's a functional. Yeah. Now they've discovered that um, it's changes in the DNA and the protein that um, adds to the function of the body, which can cause neurological conditions. Um, with the COVID, they say that, oh, I said, like a lot of people have, have, have um, are developing neurological conditions. It makes me wonder, is there a change in the way that the cells and the... Uh, uh, um, the cells and the DNA are changing with the proteins in the body, which are used for function. It's just interesting. It's, it's that side yeah. of things fascinates, that, that, it yeah. fascinates no, me. No, I, I didn't personally hear that. I don't know about you, Tucky, but I didn't personally hear that. Sorry, I didn't have time yesterday to listen can to I read, that. Can I read it um, out? Hang on, it's very, very short. Did you just call her, Kathy? But like, there, 
there has actually been, like I've heard that there has actually been um, oh, research that I've heard of before that where they've used functional MRI machines, not in Australia though, but um, particularly in the States that they've used um, functional MRIs where they've yeah. actually seen, they've, they've tried to get them to do movements or they've tried to get them to, um, to ask questions and things like that. Um, while they've been in the MRI and they've seen the changes in the brain and how the the, the brain yeah. functions definitely with FND too. Can I just read it out? Oh, yeah. Before, before so, you read, wait, wait, wait. Before you read it out, I yeah. just like to interrupt. Um, Debbie, meet Fleur. Fleur, meet Debbie. You've both called each other different names, so I'm just making sure that you well, guys know <laughs> who you're talking to. It's payback, Debbie. It, this this might be like an F and D thing. It's probably really appropriate <laughs> to say. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, I'm, Deb. I'm terrible. Debbie, Fleur, I, I, Fleur, I'm Debbie, not. and this is Chucky. It's I, not David or yeah, Barry. I'm over here as well. So yeah, just just, yeah. just <laughs> okay. Go for it. Oh, Chucky, this is, this, this is uh, I'd like your opinion on, on this, really. Um, okay, so they've been using the fMRI machine for research for the F&D, and what they've discovered is that there's an inflammation process which influ- influences the gene expression. Now, instructions in our DNA are converted into a function product such as protein. Protein does most of the work in the cells and is required for the structure, function and regulation of the body's tissues and organs. Now they've discovered that that, that process um, in the function, yeah, I, I find that really interesting. So I can actually talk about that really quickly. Um, there is a, a is a, a level of um, understanding when it comes to how the body repairs itself, and one of the big major factors of being able to repair itself is protein. Um, and one of the things that I talked about previously is that I, I went from being a vegan of 12 years um, to being a media pretty much straight away based off the fact that I wasn't probably potentially getting enough protein in my diet to be able to help with my recovery. Now, what that showed me in the earlier days was that from going from being a vegeta- uh, vegan uh, and having very, very little protein uh, substitute in this case, to being able to eat, um, you know, a steak or a, a piece of meat that would actually help me with my recovery. The, the early months were very interesting to see the differences in what would reduce my tremors, uh, sorry, and how my tremors were reduced, how my speech improved, how my sight improved, how all those types of things improved. So it's a matter of actually understanding that, yes, the protein in this case was uh, was a benefit for me and was able to help me push forward and level up to the next uh, next step for my F and D recovery. Yeah, and, and yeah, and at the protein and inflammation processes. So you know, I think the more 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 my my body itself is riddled with, um, as I said, um, 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 tumors. Around the tissues and 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 the uh, 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 the cartilages and inflammation, which uh, or we're still trying to get been trying to get to the bottom of this since two thousand and twelve. You know, um, <coughs> hopefully one day 
you know, they, they might have the answer for, for books. One of, the, one of the main reasons for me actually wanting to change my diet was specifically for understanding these types of things. Yeah. Now, uh, it depends where you really want to go into it and how much you want to try and understand about it. But when we're eating specific foods, there is different histamine levels and things attached to what those things are that you're eating. So maybe your your gene type, and I'm not a doctor or anything like a scientist-based person, but this is from my research, is that like uh, your, uh, um, how to put it, your genes over centuries and centuries and centuries, your bloodline that you've come from has a specific type of food that they've dealt with for that, for that, for that period of time, right? So if you're eating things that are out of you, out of, it's, it's called eating for your blood type. It's a really interesting thing to look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, looking at those types of things and understanding that certain things that you can eat uh, will create inflammation in your body and create uh, histamine level changes and all that mm. type of side of things is, is very interesting. One of the uh, one of the things that I did find is going from uh, looking into the eating for your blood type uh, specific style diet was that I found that um, me being vegan, uh, my specific uh, blood type that I'm working with uh, didn't allow for soy products. Now, I don't know for all the vegetarians and vegans out there, like how much soy they consume with all the fake meats and all the, mm. the products yeah. and so on and so forth. That's actually really bad for me. And I can actually mm -hmm. say as soon as I figured out that when that uh, was a thing that would be potentially not good for my blood type, uh, and, uh, I actually removed soy completely out of my diet. And the benefits that I've seen from that have been really, really interesting. Like a lot of changes pretty much instantly as soon as I said, you know, I'm not going to have soy. Now, I have had soy a few times since then, but I haven't noticed as, as many issues. And I, I do definitely think that soy is a problem. Um, it might have been just the amount of soy that I was having at the time being a vegetarian vegan. But, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting to look at and try and look at those sciences attached to what your body is to see if what you're eating is a big part of the problem. Yeah. Um, and just, sorry, I just, what, 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 what might work for Chucky might not work for Fleur or for myself. Yeah. So that's where you have to look at what, 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 what works for you. For you. Yes. Um, I know. Yeah, so Chucky was saying consume. about blood types. Yeah. 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 So I can't consume legumes because they swell in my body, and I my digestion is 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 doesn't function properly. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, the one of the things that I, I I step forward in saying with this is that like even going on that diet, what I've found is that um, eating beef for me uh, or red meat is a very very hard to digest product. And that was uh, what I was finding with that. Uh, even though that kind of fit eating with my blood type as it would be, um, I found that eating beef as a whole was actually causing uh, onsets of problems for me. Mm. So my my digestive system wasn't working properly, which was causing energy drain, which was then uh, exacerbating my uh, uh, FND uh, issues. So I, I made a choice halfway through this diet so far to, to reduce the amount of red meat and see if, if I was having one bit of red meat every now and then, if that would help. But I'm since finding that, nah, maybe that's not the, like, maybe not the answer. You know, red meat I need to actually remove from my diet completely as well. Yeah. Yeah, and do one thing at a time. Like you said, don't try and yeah. do it all at once, because otherwise you're not going to know what, what's working. Yeah. 
Uh, for me personally, that's difficult. Like I come from a um, from an ancestry of dairy farmers, so a lot of meat and things like that, and 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 our diet. But um, but like for me too, it's it, it's difficult because of this with swallowing issues and things like that too. That it's not always possible for me to mm. be able to consume a diet that I probably should be. But um makes it a little more restrictive makes it a little more difficult yeah i think um, when it comes to red meats as well it is harder to digest too also interesting um just to mention is i actually talked to another fndr and um she did mention that she had to have all of her levels checked because she had um, a b6 toxicity she didn't realize it because she was actually ingesting um a product and um it was actually increasing and it actually in, increased a lot of her symptoms with FND too. Now, I'm not saying that. Yes, Deb, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, definitely, you know, you maybe your FND might be related to, you know, toxicity levels, but do check your levels out. It might actually, you know, there might be an imbalance too. <laughs> Yeah. It's super funny you should say that because uh, one of the one of the things that I was suggested as well is that because being on the vegan diet, you get a B12 deficiency attached to being a vegan generally. Mm, and what yeah. that means is that like the B12, a B12 is like quite a big part of, of your functioning system, right? Yes. And one of the things that um, was brought up to me is that um, they were finding that in the Australian market, a lot of B12 supplements were tainted. And that could be causing actual neurological symptoms based off that because of the B12 that you were taking as a supplement. Okay. I ha actually happened to be taking a B12 supplement at the time for being vegan. I know it's a good, like the brand that I have was a good quality brand, so I didn't assume that that would be a problem. But yes, you're correct. There might be more than one issue attached to whatever you're taking yeah. as well being toxic and causing more issues. Mm -hmm. Yes, Claire. I, I don't think, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think as a panel that we can say that, oh, it, you know, your FND is all down to your diet and what you're eating, but I certainly think that diet can play a big part in, mm -hmm. um, in anyone's general health and well-being too, for any, for any condition, really. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. certainly a lot of factors combined in with FND, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So anything... Look, anything, anything that you can do, my advice would be anything that you can do to even slightly help your symptoms is a plus. It's a bonus. So, yeah. you know, anything you? you can do to get even a slight bit of relief, do it. <laughs> exactly. Because this F&D is no, no joke whatsoever. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, um, get back to, to Kate's interview, I think we're not going to have time to talk about Kate. Kate we have about we have about ten minutes if you if we want to push. <laughs> but uh, has um, has anyone actually um, heard Kate's interview? Chucky, have you heard yeah. it? Yeah, no, I haven't yet. But do no. you, know, you know about Catherine? Uh -huh. Well, and anyone who's listening, Catherine Gill is who we're referring to. She is the founder and president of Australia Australian Support Services. Um, they really do wondrous things for the F and D community, um, nationwide. So go ahead. Yeah, um, Kate. The, the main thing I got out of Kate Kate's interview first, I'd say, well, she's an amazing, an amazing woman. Um. But her 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 pushing to 
remove the stigma, get validation and the treatment and the research into FND that we are all entitled to and that's what she's driving to do. Um, her going and teaching, you know, um, the, the, the students and that um, for the psychology side, for the CBT side of that. And um, I, I know, like myself, living with, 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 with the chronic illness, with FND, which is, is to, to me, it is, a dis- it is my disability, um, it, it, it affects every part of your life. Um, so working with that team of people, uh, people, as soon as you've met, some people mention the word psychologist or psychiatrist, they flip out and think that you've got a mental illness. That's not the case. You may, I know myself, um, um, when you're so sick and you just don't know the answers and you're full of anxiety, searching for answers, anxiety will creep in. When you go through the motions of that, that you, you can no longer work, you can no longer drive, you've lost the function of your body, depression will naturally step in. So all the treatments in every um, aspect of allied health, they will all benefit benefit you. And she's trying her hardest to go through all of, all of the allied health teams for all of us FNDs to receive the help in whatever way that you need. And that's what I got out of her interview and that she will continue to push for it. Absolutely, Deb. What is it, Blair? Yep. Can yeah. I just make a comment so that I think so that a, that a big part of things is needed and what Catherine Gill is doing is education because I yeah. think, you know, when we hear stories that, that those of us present to, um, to ED with issues and we get told, oh, it's just your FND, I, I haven't, but a lot of a lot of people have commented that that that's what happens, and they get brushed aside because it's oh, it must just be your FND. It's all in your head. Go home. Um, get over it. Um, that 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 the thing is, and I'm not defending the medical profe- profession here, but a lot of that is lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. So yeah. when I was supporting that girl back in New Zealand and the video calls, um, so, like. I, I was just shaking my head. I was in absolute horror over their approach to it. But in saying that, they're obviously not getting the education that they need to actually understand what FND really is and yeah. to be able to put the right supports in place. So that thing that that, that post that Adet um, sent um, last night about the, the um, FND Kiwi girl, that that. Again, it's a lack of, of education and a lack of understanding what FND is. Yes. Like, you know, as I said before, um, Dr. Len made that comment that through education that he's been doing here in Australia, we now have more specialists able to recognise it. But that needs to go, and he was saying the same thing, we now need to go that step further and educating these professionals how to help, what to do, once you've made the diagnosis because it's all very well to be able to recognise FND but then you've got to put the right supports in place to help and that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened when I was diagnosed with mm-hmm. FND I was given a website to look at to get you know information on FND yeah. and that you know um, but nothing was put in place it's so he knew how to yeah. recognise it he knew how to diagnose it 
but he and he wouldn't wouldn't give me an appointment to see him after that, despite urgent emails going to him from other departments going, You need to see this person. Um, he brushed it off and I think a lot of that wasn't like I was I was angry at first and I thought that's their arrogance but when I stopped and sort of stepped back and thought about it not defending him here but I'm not sure that it was their arrogance I'm sure I think that it was probably more that he just didn't know um and let's face it doctors are not very good at admitting that they don't know anything so I think that it's that, that it is a lack of understanding and a lack of education and this is where Catherine Gill's doing a fantastic job with trying yeah. to get into these different places and educate yeah. and I think that you know maybe we need to have a team of us that can actually do that because you know poor Catherine it's a lot for her to to, to be do. able to get in and do this and she's limited like she's based in Sydney um what about the rest of the country you know like and I know she's lobbying government and things like that to get more education and more things in place. But I think that, that that's what's needed is that there needs to be um, maybe more people that can support Catherine that can actually go out and get into, you know, um, to educating um, allied health professionals, doctors, nurses, everybody, what FND actually is and how mm. they can actually help us and how they need to change the attitude and the research that's there that's readily available to any of us, so readily available to them too, mm-hmm. um, that that actually says that like, there's, there's more than one cause for FMD. Don't, be, don't have the Freudian attitude. Don't be blindsided by, you know, yeah. um, and be small-minded. Yes. Be um, open to the fact that there is a multitude of different causes for FND. It's not all psychological. Um, and that, you know, that it is just as valid as any other condition out there. And how best that, that, you know, that they can, to change the attitude and how they can actually be helpful rather than harmful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think too, um, it needs to be recognised at a higher Sorry, level, at government level. The funding yeah. to set up these education programs. Well, I don't know about you, but I would voluntarily do it. I was just going to say in three areas. I always say three areas. In government, in medical, and in society. That's what we yeah. need. Um, and that's the primary goal here. And I think Catherine's trying to address that. And again, like what you guys said, the follow through. So being diagnosed, but then the follow through as in, okay, let's give you the resources, but then these are the people that you can go to um, and then let's see you progress through and see you through instead of, okay, here's a diagnosis, here's a rehab team that maybe you can go to, but then they kind of specialise in stroke or in other conditions Um, and then you're off to try and find other people for yourself for FND, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty mishandled. So I think she's trying to kind of figure that all out. Chucky, are you okay? Oh, that's the, what I get. I have these uh, small seizures where, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I,
I have them all day too. Yeah. You know? No, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I'm, I'm used to those. Those, the, those. those types of seizures that I'm having right now are, are, are usual for me. So. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I, I knew you were having, 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 yeah. uh, having one. Because it's, yeah. stimula- it's a lot of stimulation, isn't it? No, it, it's actually not that. Uh, that that's, what I've found is that those, those types of seizures that I'm getting right there are just usual for me now. So um, mm. I think that what the, the I actually found out what they were called yesterday. And if I can quickly bring this up, if I can quickly bring this up, he says, mm-hmm. uh, that there are a, a few different types of styles of seizure. Um, and this got brought up because yeah. of a friend of mine saying that he had a specific, his brother had a specific type of seizure, right? And the one that I am referencing to is there is an absence seizure, which is also called petite mal seizures. Mm-hmm. Now that, yeah, which we should we probably don't all kind of understand, but in a way, it, it's mm-hmm. like if uh, <laughs> you, you're sitting there and you're uh, you know you're you're talking to someone, and then you just have this like quiet blank Moment. where you don't know where it is or what's going on, sort of sort of side of things. So there's that mm-hmm. one there, and I also tend to have. Um, these ones called focal seizures as well, where I've, I've had problems where like with lights, specific lights and so on and so forth will end up triggering mm. uh, this, this short seizure where it kind of blanks me out where I get stuck on, on, on the one specific thing as well. So that's a, an interesting different one uh, that I've only just really kind of learned about and understood actually what it was. You know, we yeah. are so similar, Chucky. I, I understand and like my, my family now, they just go, oh, yeah, she's gone for a minute. Kids back, but yeah. they see my house is very busy at the moment. Um, I have extended my family back, young family, extended family. It's very noisy. Lights are on, and and um, I said I'm I'm really struggling. So I really, and even my son goes, "Oh, mum, I can't possibly understand, but I can see how I've gone downhill in two weeks." Um, yeah, it's just too much noise. Stop the noise. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> well, guys, um, it's been a while now, so I think we'll call it at that. Is there any more golden info, like advice, before we leave? Um, any? No, we'll leave it at that. Well, thank you um, so much. Oh, yes. This one, this one, this one, sorry, it's noisy here, I'm in the garage. Um, as you said, when you have an FND, your treatment will always be ongoing. Yes. It's not going to stop. It's not something that you can go and do an eight-week class and bang, it's going to be miraculously fit, fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. This is for something that you will need to work with and live with for long term. Maybe if if you, they, they 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 do catch it early, you get in, you get that rehab done for whatever symptoms that you you are going through, yeah. go through it, and then you'll have to continue for ongoing care, and hopefully that will minimise that the the effects or the symptoms that your FND or your comorbidities have on your body. So you need to be able to live with this long term. Well, yeah. as I said, you know, with FND, sometimes it is long-term, but sometimes it is short-term. We don't know really uh, yeah. the extent of how long or short-term it is. But how, whatever it is, live by it. 
day by day as well. And as Chucky did yeah. mention too, he just discovered the seizures as well. So, you know, these symptoms, they do come and go as well. So some of them do remain with you and some just go, hey, I'm here. And then a couple of moments later, just go. So, all right, guys. Oh, yes, Fleur. Yes, hello. One valuable piece of, uh, of advice that I got um, was actually from Julie Wright when I was first diagnosed with FND. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, the first thing that you need to do is you need to start grieving. Yes. Grieving? Yeah. Um, I'm not dead. Who died? Deep you know, grieving. grieving. And she said, you need to grieve for the life that you had. Then you need to figure out what your life going forward might look like and celebrate it. Oh, nice. And once I actually did that, it, yeah, it, it made a big difference. So, yeah, that was a valuable piece of advice that I got. You need to grieve because um, for most of us, whatever life was like, pre-getting um, the FND, it's not going to be exactly the same. It's never going to be exactly the same. So you need to grieve for what you had but look at what you have and what you can do. Focus on that and then celebrate it. Absolutely. Well, it only leaves up to you, Chucky, because everybody else, everybody else has had the last Find word. Out, Chucky. So come on. I Chucky. think. Um, <laughs> I think one of the. I actually really like that. That's a very, very uh, interesting thing to hear um, you say. Is that you can look at your old life and go you know kind of that's what it was and, and this is what I am now that's that's something I, I truly believe in um you know my, my background was quite an interesting one and it's completely different now and I'm fine with that and I want to be fine with that and I am fine with that so yeah definitely I think one of the one of the big uh things that I can suggest is definitely just look at reaching out to people and talking about what your future is going to be like and sort of seeing how you can make the best future for yourself Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Deb, Chucky, and Fleur. Not Tian or (laughs) Or Barry. You can call me anything. I really don't want to answer to it. Or Charlene. (laughs) All right. Take care. See you later, Bob. So, that, my friends, is the very first panel with the Deb and Daddy show. And the F&D podcast with Daddy. So we had Deb, we had Chucky from the Friends of F&D as well as Fleur who will be featuring in the My F&D Reality coming up in May, hopefully. So we thank you so very much for your time and for your efforts as well. Talking all things F&D, greatly appreciated. And I hope you took away something from these amazing, wonderful people that talk today. All right. Well, join us next time for the Deb and Daddy show. If you have any questions or if you just want to shout out, please leave a comment on the FND podcast, Instagram or Facebook. And in the meantime, stay safe, love hard and peace. Okay, guys, join us next Wednesday for the Deb and Daddy show. Please tell us what you think. If, if you have any questions, we'll try our best to help you. Most importantly, don't don't forget to subscribe with FND Podcast with the beautiful Debbie. 
be an FND warrior. Spread the word about FND. It's so important to get that awareness out there. And hopefully uh, we'll chat next Wednesday. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.